Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. December 20th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast talking about NXT 2.0. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Conowan, NYC Demon Diva Issa. Tonight, talk about everything that happened. We had a tag team title match. We heard from our new NXT Women's Champion. Uh, we set some things in motion going into New Year's Evil coming up here soon. But this had the feeling of sort of a wind-down NXT for the year. Yeah. I think we're going to have an episode next week. I don't know if it's pre-taped or what the, the dealio is, as the kids say. Um, but, you know, this was kind of a nice little uh, reset moment after last week's big, super unexpected title change and NXT trying desperately to control their narrative and get people back to talking about wrestling as opposed to who's being released and why. Yeah, they didn't play off of it and make it seem like Braun Breaker was going to have to defend his title tonight. So I was thinking that there might be some like Braun Breaker new photo leaks on a fisherman's boat or something like that, which are photos <laughs> I do not want you to send me in my DMs. But turns for out research. That it's uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you hold the same energy for your research, Alfred. Come on. I don't Come specialize on. in fisherman's research. I don't know anything about fishermen. So I you going to learn. You going to learn today. <laughs> Well, speaking of those investigative purposes, let's start with our first news story. It revolves around the it girl of the moment, Mandy Rose. Less than one week after Mandy Rose was fired from WWE for the nude photo leaks and having a fan time account and sticking to that, she has soldiered forward with this fan time account to fruitful rewards. According to TMZ Sports, through her agent, Malki Kawa, Mandy Rose has made a whopping $500,000 in the less than one week since she left WWE, she did raise her price for fan time from $26 a month to $40 a month. And Malki Kawa, her agent, expects that she it's will be down to 30. She's back down to 30. She's in the middle. Okay, back down, to, back down to 30. She's already made that bag initially. So it's going to be expected by her agent that she will be a millionaire by Christmas, Issa. What are your thoughts on Mandy Rose coming up? <laughs> I'm super happy for her. I think like the one, the one thing that they did wrong is announced that they released her and this might be the reason why because it was just a big marketing campaign for her fan time um is you know obviously make that bag even when you take into consideration the 20 percent that fan time keeps and probably what she has to put aside for taxes and the people on her team that she's paying she think we're still talking about probably like quarter million dollars that she's probably bringing in in a Mm. week time that's pretty freaking good money uh you know i think the 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 she needs to make it while the topic is still hot. The hardest thing about that kind of content that you're creating is retention. So it's like just take it right now while you're while you're you know the topic of the week, and and hopefully she's able to retain a lot of these subscribers. Yeah, I mean, seeing some of the the screenshots that people were sending us, not even of the content that leaked, but I mean, charging like a hundred dollars for some of these photos. Apparently, apparently she's getting it. Good for her. Yeah. Oh, and we learned from this story, though, according to Dave Meltzer, that Matt Bloom is a snitch. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was part of that. But I mean, that is his job with NXT and WWE, the corporate side. They do have to brief Shawn Michaels it, on whatever's going on. Is that his job? It, it appears to be. I mean, I, I, he was in kind of a tough position. This is a very interesting thing that I think she's created. <laughs> Wait a second. So Matt Bloom is like, uh, Mr. Mr. Michaels, Mr. HBK, um, for pure research purposes, I happen to be browsing <laughs> Mandy Rose's fan account the other night, as I do, purely for research purposes. And um, I saw there was some content, and um, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it upset me, and I think uh, I think she should be fired. Thank you. The, you he know how it went down? It. He probably went, hey, Sean, check this out. And he's like, what? That's me. We got to fire her. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely got to fire her. Yeah, this is this is horrible. <laughs> but yes, uh, Mandy Rose, the situation. Or, it, or maybe it didn't go like that at all. Maybe they couldn't find him. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Matt Bloom to work. <laughs> and Matt Bloom was like, uh, she, she's doing stuff on there with her boyfriend. And HBK was like, Otis? <laughs> we got to fire Otis, too? What if he just fired Otis without checking for it? He just, he oh, just no. <laughs> but it, it'll be interesting because I think that this is going to lead to, I don't know details behind these WWE contracts, but it's like a new negotiation tool for these women because they obviously make much less money. And when they're negotiating to make more money, they can always say, okay, fine. I'm going to go to fan time. I'm going to go to OnlyFans. I don't need this WWE money. That's something that they can have, even if they're not really planning to do so. So I just wonder if WWE is going to start putting in their contracts and treating not all third party accounts, but treating particularly only fans and fan time and these subscription services like they're another wrestling promotion where there's a non-compete where you cannot do this while you're with WWE. I could easily see WWE doing something like that. If this was 10 years ago, you know, WWE Vince would be like, how do we set up our own thing where it's divas uncensored? That's probably what it would be too. Yeah. But I, I sometimes wonder if that's what's upsetting that they're making their own money on their own. It's almost like, you know, when we talk about Zack Ryder getting over organically, these, these people are going on and making their own money on their own and they, they can't figure out a way to to take some of that cash. You know, I wonder if that's what's upsetting. You, know, you never know. Yeah, it's that idea of making money on your own, which obviously WWE being controlling isn't like, but it's also the TV PG image that they put out there, the sponsors that they have, like it would create a problem if all of these stars were able to go on there. NXT is horny. Oh, it's very horny, but it's like Don't TV PG horny. If they were like, if Mattel comes to them and like has an issue with a lot of these wrestlers being nude in the way that Manny was, which I don't have a personal problem with, but from the sponsor's standpoint, they absolutely will. I think that's what WWE was absolutely scared of. Those WWE can be very stubborn, but when it comes to their sponsors threatening them, like, hey, we're not going to stand for this. They will change on a dime. I mean, Listen, wow. only fans creators, we're just expressing ourselves in different ways. Sure. Okay? And she's allowed to do that for more money. Obviously, she didn't need WWE. So in WWE standpoint, everybody wins. She gets fired and leaves and doesn't have that image that they have to deal with with Mattel. And Mandy Rose comes up. I think this is an everybody wins situation. I never thought that this was something where we have to take either WWE side or Mandy Rose side. I always saw both sides of the story. Why isn't Mattel licensing this? This is an entirely like new making sex toys. With. They should make sex toys. Uh, if Mattel uh, ever starts making sex toys, they can do that with WWE superstars. I wasn't thinking of it that way. Uh, what? what other toys would they make if they're not licensing? Like action, action figures? Action figures? What kind of action are we talking about? Vibrating action? <laughs> it's a lot of types of action. 
I mean, there's a lot of different figures that they could make. I don't know what you're implying if it's going to be an OnlyFans. <laughs> Look at Glenn Blushing. Shout out to Mandy Rose, $500,000 richer, and we love her for it. She's going to be a millionaire. I'm telling you, a lot of women in wrestling are going to look at this, and it's going to be a game changer, I think, because CJ Perry, she said she's made more money than in her best days in WWE. So a conversation I think people need to start having is, what are they paying these women? And why is it that a lot of these women are finding that they are making so much more money outside on third-party apps than when they were with a billion-dollar company that's got all these billions of dollars and making record profits? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Crazy times. What else is going on? Our next story, speaking of crazy times, we had another debut or return from NXT as Jonah, who is now known, of course, and was known in NXT as Bronson Reed, made his triumphant return last night on Raw, helping The Miz. And it looks like he was the apple of Triple H's eye dating back to August when they were negotiating with Bronson Reed, who was at New Japan Pro Wrestling at the time. And uh, it's not known when Jonah is signed through or when Bronson Reed has been signed through, but he is back with WWE, obviously, somebody who Triple H has in high regard. And it's looking like he's going to be a fixture on WWE TV pairing with The Miz. Are you here for Bronson Reed's return, Issa? Sure. He's not a name. He's not a name that I was like, you know, when Triple H took over, I was like, oh my God, they need to bring this person back. But I don't mind. You know, there's a lot of re-signs and returns that don't seem to have a clear direction right now. So bringing more in, it's giving me a little Tony Khan energy. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, he's trying to out Tony Khan, Tony Khan, for sure. If we're going to give that smoke Crazy. to Tony Khan for bringing in all these ex-WWE guys and never following up, Triple H is running into that same problem right now. Yeah. Thank you. I thought I was I was alone in that sentiment. I'm glad somebody's here with me. How many people backstage in his circle, maybe Road Dog, maybe a few others, just keep saying, like, and, and really you don't want to bring Enzo back? Like Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bronson 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 Reed is gonna pop a rating as opposed to you know, the guy that was like the number one merch mover next to John Cena for a good period of time. Like, really? They're going to have MJF in 2024. So bring back Enzo and then we can get that promo showdown that Enzo says that he's going to wash MJF in, which I agree. Enzo would wash MJF in a promo battle. But I want to see that, whether it's WWE, whether it's AEW, bring back Enzo. All these returns, I can put Enzo above most of them. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's it's... I'm just planning a flag right now. It is now ridiculous that he is not in the conversation. Whatever the issues were before. Is it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Because, okay, Issa, who is out there? Who is out there that is available that is a draw or that was was a ratings draw, a fan favorite? I mean, you could, I, I would even argue Ryback. Uh, would be a good business decision. Oh, please, yes. No, different fan base, but Ryback does have appeal like to kids. People, Some people like I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, maybe they have unrealistic expectations for what they want money-wise. There's no but, such thing as a draw anymore. Not even seeing punk well, work. Okay? Bronson Reed, <laughs> no offense to Mr. Reed, I thought the vignettes about him on NXT were great. I thought he was he was very good in NXT. It, but, they were so great that he had no reaction yesterday. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Bronson Reed is not... That you are going to get maybe three people more watching WWE, and they're all related to Bronson Reed. Yeah, 
I wouldn't say that Bronson Reed particularly is a draw. I do agree with Issa in that there really aren't very many traditional draws, especially with WWE, because they promote the brand. They're going to sell out WrestleMania no matter what. They're yeah. going to sell out their TV mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff no matter what. I would say in AEW, there it's more predicated on draws, where people like Moxley, I do think CM Punk was a needle mover, and they do have their needle movers there. But in terms of that big draw within WWE, I don't think that really exists. Past John yeah. Cena, who still is a draw. I'm just saying, like, there are people that, like, they have merch numbers. They have ratings data. Yeah. They have all sorts of information of yeah, why you can make a case. Like, I, I see your point. I love Enzo, and I think Enzo will kill it. But we're talking about data from, like, three, four years ago when there was, like, two more million people watching this show. Like, nobody's watching this anymore. I just don't know that it will make a difference unless you I, – I think it could make a difference done the right way. Is what I'm saying. If you just bring him back the way you did Bronson Reed yesterday to team up with the Miss, I, don't, I just don't know that it will make a big impact. Well, and that's the other difference. I, I genuinely think Enzo would improve the product and we would get an additional 10 minutes of entertaining TV – out of right. the WWE every week. And that's right. why I would want Enzo's for the entertainment value. He's just one of yeah. the Correct. single biggest best talkers. And I would want the entertainment value. I don't know how much it would mean to the bottom line, but I think he'd be a welcome addition. Well, and it's funny, right. you, you mentioned Ryback, and I know a lot of people would push back. This is the reason why there aren't very many like actual heels anymore. And even the heels get cheered is because a lot of people cry and they push back on a lot of these names like a Nia Jax or a Ryback who are authentically hateable i don't think nia jacks in terms of a person is a hateable person but the wrestling fan base hates nia jack these iwc incels hate her it's like bring her back so you can capitalize them but it's like no i'm gonna cry if that happens let him cry we need real heels what happened to the real heels bring back why back bring back I mean, nia jacks real heels it's okay to boo people i think that's that's logan paul i mean like logan yes! paul is legitimately i don't want him to be a heel i dislike Somebody who has risen so far on such little talent and charisma, who is so unbelievably good at wrestling. That really upsets me, but I respect it. You know? Yes, he's an excellent and, wrestler. And just think if Ryback came back. Think of all the epic, classic promos he could stand in the ring and give about how his Twitter account is shadow banned. And he could pull up the stats and say, I have millions of followers. Elon Musk, why am I only getting 20 well, likes Well, Elon no more. Elon's gone. He's no, no. longer with us. He well, should yeah. come to WWE. Elon should come to WWE. Tessa Blanchard. I need heels. <laughs> I need people who get booed. That's okay. Elon- Elon Musk couldn't even get a reaction at a Dave Chappelle show. You really think he'll yeah. get one? Oh, no, he got a reaction. Oh, he got a reaction. It was, just a, it was just the one he wasn't expecting. And Vince McMahon should run Twitter. Yes. Let's go. Now we're talking Glenn. <laughs> but I like your idea of real heels. And your point is like, no, you don't, you don't like love to hate them. You legitimately hate them. These are terrible people. These are people that owe child support. These are people that have had cancelable, legitimately cancelable things they have said. These are people that like talk trash behind their friends back constantly. These are people with zero redeeming qualities. These okay. are people that wish you poorly. And we'll go out of the way to see you fall. Everybody behind their back. Real heels. These are villain characteristics. I find nothing like there needs to be some fabric of villain. Every heel in wrestling, even MJF, who seems the most make believe in them all because if people love him, especially these hardcore fans who are left watching, oh, I love MJF. He's such a good heel. That's not a good heel. Once you say he's, once you have that, not like that self awareness to be like such a great heel. Once you get that, dead in the water. That's not a. MJF is a phenomenal performer as a heel, and he's and I want him to. He's a great entertainer. 
He's but a great once entertainer. you break that seal and it's like all these people love MJF and stuff like that, man, can we bring some people in here who these nerds are going to just go crazy and hate? Can we get some hateable people in wrestling again? You know, one time Daniel Bryan called him fickle. Fickle, very fickle. Extremely mm -hmm. fickle. I want people. Lacey that are... Evans needs to be back on television right now. Bring Lacey Evans on SmackDown now. I'm ready. I'm ready. You know I Let's have a go. feud going on with her, and and I'm ready. I'm ready to take her. I I want WWE to hire heels so despicable that they don't even see any of their paycheck because it's garnished to pay restitution to the people <laughs> they've wronged. I need Jackson Riker to win the Men's Royal Rumble. I need Lacey Evans to win the Women's Royal Rumble, and this is going to be the hottest WrestleMania you ever seen, baby. We'll get we'll get the Rock to fight Jackson Riker. <laughs> Give me a heel. Give me some I hate. Think, I think we know what's going to happen on pro wrestling bits over the holidays. <laughs> um, a wish list of all the toxic people who need to be back in wrestling. Do it. Oh my God, I'm always here for toxic content. Oh God. Yeah, the real the real toxic attraction, the toxic repulsion. <laughs> Uh, so anything else going on in the yeah, news? Yeah, that is your news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, we got a couple of super chats. I'll, I'll start going reverse. Uh, Calvin saying, uh, you're right, Alfred. Wrestling fans are softer than ever th yes. these days. S-A-W-F-T yeah. soft. I was yes. just going to say that. S-A-W-F-T. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's right. We can, only, we can only have certain heels. It has to be a heel that I approve of. Yeah, that's how it works. What, 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 what heel did you legitimately hate back in the day? Okay, okay. So me as a kid, I hated Ric Flair. All right, this is before I was smart wow. enough to anything. Before I was smart to the business, because he was a great he, again. He is a great yeah. heel. He's good at making you hate him. I, I grew up a Hulkamaniac. I love Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, and I hated Ric Flair. But then when I started to realize how the business worked, he became like one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Yes. Right. You know, one right. of my favorite guys. So Ric Flair, I hated. I hated Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, um, okay. Mr. Perfect was the first heel that I actually kind of secretly liked, but I was initially I didn't like him either. But he grew on me over time because he was just such a great worker. But those are some of the guys that I remember to this day. I still have that feeling because I'm the big Sting guy, so I loved Sting over Ric Flair, and I had that visceral hatred for these guys, and that is just missing in wrestling these days. Do you think that Piper was almost too good and made it so cool to be a heel? Yeah, that's one of them. Ted DiBiase yeah. is a good one too. I hated Ted DiBiase, especially with the, how he treated Virgil. I was just like, are we not? Are we going to just sit here? Like this? <laughs> uh, Kelvin also saying super chat. Not mad at Reed for getting that bag. I mean, good for okay. him. I don't look. I don't disparage anyone for getting work. Well, except the real heels stable. They have to start. Be like, I can't believe WWE is paying them. I'm upset. I'm going to sell my stock. Um, yes, I'm very happy for Bronson Reed. He's got to get that back. Me too. Uh, Mealy499 saying, can't wait for them to let Nikita Lyons really loose with her fighting style against Ronda. She'd be lit. Tiffany Stratton beating, beating, is beating Roxy, calling it right now. Wow. Wow. I can see it. I wonder if they're going to do that right away when she comes back. But no, they'll probably just roll her out on that January 10th show. And then uh, it's off to the race. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know with uh, Roxy. It'll be interesting to see if, they, if they're if they going to bailey this and believe in it for the long haul or if this is like a temporary feel-good thing. By the way, did you guys know that Roxy was part of Reality of Wrestling with Booker T? Did you know that? No, no idea. Crazy. They never talk about that. No. 
No, because because they made it more obvious that they're done with Mandy Rose. Like they even had a poll come out there and congratulate Roxy. And I was like, we get it, we get it, we got a new champion. Mandy's going like like drop it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a weird vibe tonight. I was thinking it during this show, and I also think this so NXT is is the the horniest show, definitely in wrestling. But it's like some weeks it's just the silliest sitcom on all of television. Like we've got we've got we've got we've got a feud with someone play, placing a tax lien on their parents' bar. <laughs> and the, the acting is horrible, so it is kind of like a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. The, the acting varies. And why why are, why isn't she going to Tony D'Angelo for loans with favorable interest rates? That's the thing. That's what they need to do more of, and they need to integrate these characters. That's a great point that you made, Glenn. Sometimes, and I can't think of any specific examples right now, but something will happen where you think, well, they've got a character in the NXT universe who can help that or who could be yeah. part of that, and they never do that. It feels like NXT doesn't have a centralized writer anymore. And at times it's felt like that, but yeah, if it, like there's no room where everybody's sitting around pitching stories and then saying, "Oh, and this person could be involved here, and we could do this." And like, but granted, this 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 batch of shows, they're just trying to make it to the end of the year right now. Right. Yeah, In fact, definitely. the Mandy this thing. Was yeah, and the Mandy thing made them work harder than I'm sure they wanted to these last this last mm -hmm. week or two. Yeah. You know, uh, Kelvin saying Roxanne was made to look extra wholesome this week. She really was. They're really, yeah. I'm, I like it. And she's such a natural baby face and her story is great. But I'm a little nervous that there might be a backlash. Hopefully enough time will pass with the Mandy Rose thing, but I'm a little nervous that they might take it out on Roxanne because Mandy's gone. Yeah. yeah Roxanne's being a little forced. <laughs> oh, come on. Why did you have to pull that up? <laughs> Because it made me laugh. So uh, this week uh, on YouTube, Game Boys to Men, the Patreon podcast I do with Jeff Gershman. We are doing a special episode. It's going to be on YouTube uh, outside of the Patreon wall, all about the 1993 hip hop and heavy metal collaboration soundtrack to the movie Judgment Night. And oh. uh, we go track by track and talk about it. And I, we got into talking about Soul Assassins and Cypress Hill and House of Pain and then Funk Dubious and Jeff Gershman did an impression of Sun Doobie from Funk Dubious talking about pornography that may be definitely up there with this podcast for my top five hardest wow. times I've laughed this year. Wow. Very good. Like I had to mute myself and I was crying. Uh, no, it's going to be on YouTube. So it's okay. going to be on the Jeff Gersman's YouTube channel, Game Boys to Men, the Judgment Night special. And so, and coincidentally, now this time you're listening to Funk Dubious for the past. Funk Dubious is terrible. They're like a dollar store Cypress Hill. They're a copy <laughs> of a copy of a copy. But for some reason, I've been listening to them now these past few days. I might have heard a couple of Fun Doobie songs thinking that they were Cypress Hill. That, well, Sun Doobie was in Cypress Hill and Be Real was like, this is too, you need to leave. <laughs> yeah. You were just, this is brand confusion at its fine. So Fun Doobie is, remember referential rap? Like the Beastie Boys, everyone would do like, I got more blank than blank. Sure, or I got this. Sure, sure. Funk Doobie has killed that because they were just rhyming names and it didn't even make sense. Like the reference, they were just rhyming names and people, people took a break from referential rap for a good five years because Funk Doobie has ran into the ground. Damn. Yes. Bow Wow Wow though. Uh, their song Bow Wow Wow still, still kind of a jam. So, um, yes. D so you're not that much younger. He says, enter the chat. Yeah. <laughs> He says younger than I am, but you're not that much younger than I am. 
I grew up in a whole different culture and background, so so I don't I don't know why yeah, you talk about half of them. But you know, say who Cypress Hill is. I grew up in Puerto Rico, listening to kind of, yeah. I mean. Wait, kind of really? Cypress Hill's still around. Cypress, I mean, if, if you want sure. a hip hop song about marijuana and their love of marijuana, Cypress Hill is the group for you. What's the hip hop scene like? Find, in... I didn't find hip hop until I moved to the States. Okay, that was going to be my question. Is there yeah. whether or not there's a scene? I mean, I learned, I, I told you guys, I learned to curse because I found him and I mean, I liked him, but I didn't, I don't know a lot about like old school hip hop. It wasn't my thing. I grew up listening to Spanish music, Spanish hmm. TV, Spanish wrestling, like it, it's completely different upbringing. I understand. Uh, so, Anissa and I were talking off the air. Love to do a Menudo podcast, but the very limited audience that want to hear just <laughs> Anissa and I. My mom will listen to it. It's going to be the song. members of Menudo. It's going to be the members of the audience. Hey, that, that, that's a lot of people. That could hey. be a big, big podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Kersing, the Spawn movie soundtrack was similar. Spawn and uh, Blade 2 soundtrack produced by the same guy that did Judgment Night. So Spawn is metal bands and electronic bands. And then uh, Blade 2 is hip hop with electronic artists. All very good soundtracks. Also, shout um, out to Todd McFarlane. He's a genius. Yeah, he's also kind of a sexist jerk, though. Okay. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I very yeah. much enjoyed Spawn on HBO. Oh, he had a bunch of those posts about like, kids don't want to play with female action figures you know like they only want to play with men with guns and superhero boy i don't know it's just a thing. It's lame uh so let's talk about tonight let's talk about nxt opening with carmelo hayes versus axiom a banger yeah Issa, yeah. what'd you like about this match everything i thought it was a great match i thought it was a lot of fun i i like that they're uh going off the momentum of axiom they are making him kind of like this loser that you kind of root for because he's just so good. He always wins you over in his matches. He did it at, at um, the Iron Survivor Series War Games match, whatever it was called, where you didn't think he was winning, but you're still rooting for him because he was so good and his spots were just so good. And that happened again tonight. I never thought he was beating Carmelo Hayes. I'm rooting for Carmelo Hayes, but at the same time, I was here for everything he was doing. I love the finish. I thought they had really good chemistry. The selling from both of them was absolutely insane. This match was, it was a hot opener. I was, I, I enjoyed all of it. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I'm kind of starting to feel like it's about that time for Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Looks like we're going to get into it. He's going to go against Apollo Crews. And that's great. That'll be a great final boss because I'm, for the first time, starting to feel like, man, this guy should be on the main roster. Like, I said ready. that today. I yeah, said that got, earlier yeah. today where I was like, I feel like he's done here. There's nothing yeah. good for him to do here. Yeah, absolutely. I think, And I feel like Apollo Crews is like the last thing that I actually really do want to see. But him and Trick, and Trick isn't necessarily in-ring ready, but as an act, they're incredible. And I think they'd be a lot of fun on the main roster. Yeah. I agree. Um, great opening to the show. Though man, Axiom, I, th I thought I thought Axiom might have some momentum after his performance in that Iron Survivor match. Yeah, me too. Apparently, not. he has momentum. He, he needs to work. If he wants momentum, he needs to work on those promos. I don't know if they're doing that on purpose, but he he definitely needs to uh, step his promo game up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but good match, good start to the show. Excited to see it. And uh, we followed that uh, with Axiom doing a moonsault off the ropes on Trick Williams after. I mean, they're still trying to give him a little showcase spots, which is right. Nice. I like that as well. And we had uh, Grayson calling out Braun Breaker for tonight. We had Tony D'Angelo and Stax. 
setting up uh, Tony D for Wesley North American Championship match next week. Tony has to win here. No, I can't. Well, I it's pre taped I don't think. Uh, I know. I, I forgot. I, I've been avoiding. I actually don't get on social. I get, I post and I get out. So I don't really see anything that's going on around social media. But I, I, I just can't keep seeing him get these opportunities and then not win. Mm. You know, it's the goal. It's yeah. Tony D we're talking about here. I know. He should be given loans to save bars. <laughs> he really should. And they're really taking their time on his first title run because it still hasn't happened yet for the GOAT. But I do think that they're setting up for him to beat Wesley. Wow. I would I mean, love that. They pre taped That's how you show. start 2023. Okay, but maybe they have a rematch at okay. New Year's Eve. Mm. I don't know. I haven't. You just ruined next week for me, Glenn, because I, I was actually excited. Yeah, yeah Alfred's going to start making bets where the consequence is he has to do something vile. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read the spoilers then I'm going to make the bets. <laughs> Alfred is going to drink, what is it, wolf urine or something? Wolf That's urine. <laughs> if that holds up, this Friday on SmackDown, well, whenever yeah, like, you see us next, if Hit Row is your new tag team champions, I will be drinking wolf urine. Haven't read the spoilers. I don't know what's going to happen. You heard <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Anyway, <laughs> Joey Stark versus Nikita Lyons. Oh, Glenn, we we checked on Glenn in the chat here. This is a tough pill. To I solve. know. I, I I get a text uh, from these two. Uh, <laughs> Zoe using the ropes for a dirty pin on Nikita. Unfortunately, I didn't see that. I thought Zoe won fair and square here. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a lesson hold. What's going on with Nikita, Glenn? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Nikita. I can't figure it out. Um, I mean, granted, the thing with Roxy, I mean, I still still think Mania Weekend. I think that if Tiffany Stratton doesn't come back and do a surprise victory, which I don't think is happening, given how much they're putting Roxy over, I could see Nikita still Mania Weekend. But I think at New Year's Evil, they'll probably do a blow-off between her and Zoe? Yeah, between Zoe and Nikita, maybe no holds, uh, or uh, Extreme Rules, or no DQ, or something. 
just to make it right something where she doesn't actually have to wrestle. <laughs> Jesus, not for Nikita. <laughs> You're like me. Yeah, I had one of those moments earlier, but it was it was brilliant. <laughs> I think Nikita's a fine. I, I I don't know. I don't know. If, I'm not saying the ship sailed on her, but they definitely had that period where they could have put the title on her, whether it's against a Mandy Rose, but. I see them going from Roxanne to um, Tiffany Stratton and then maybe Nikita, but I mean, we're talking a long time to wait. Yeah. Calvin saying, <laughs> Zoe's cheating ass. It's not shading. He's doing whatever it takes to win. That's, that's the attitude of a winner. <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying. No, if you ain't first, you're last. So we'll see what happens. I mean, don't look. I think Nikita doesn't have to be able to go out there and wrestle a technical 30-minute match. I think her style, I think she's very athletic. Um, I think she could be very dominant in the ring. They don't need to overdo it with these matches. And then she's got plenty of flair. I mean, she's right. not boring to watch in the ring by any means. I don't know. I mean, looking at the two of them and the way they're building them like i think they both have very bright futures in the wwe but their styles are just so different and i think nikita um yeah could be the the face of nxt i, th I think she's just got that if factor that very few very few people that wrestle well uh or wrestle well on a technical level like they they lack that spark right so you're saying she's the opposite of axiom the mask Basically. is cool. The entrance is cool. It is. The mask Axiom is a it's very, like very good wrestler. She loses it just as much as Axiom, but yeah, everything else she's the opposite. <laughs> wow, Calvin's saying Issa the heel of this broadcast. <laughs> um, the problem is, see, I think given what is happening on the main roster now with the way the title picture is so dominated, I think that. Being in NXT, if you if you had to pick, if you're a female in WWE and you're not the champion, I th I'd I'd pick the NXT roster over SmackDown or Raw because they're gonna have more for you not being yeah. a champion. Might not have a lot of money for you, but they would have more for you to do. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, I think there's a disbalance. I think going to the Monday Night Raw roster, you're still going to get to rub elbows and have matches with some incredible talent where yeah. SmackDown just feels like it's in a complete different, weird zone on its own. Um, yeah, in NXT, you probably will get more opportunities or you're closer to being on the top, but it depends on what, what your goal is, you know, because look at the matches that we're getting on, on Raw. It's crazy that the, the women that are there and the storylines that they're building. The other day, they have Becky Lynch build basically two storylines in one stare down and one promo. Yeah. There's some good stuff going on on the Raw women's division. It's just the creative is still not all there. But every time Rhea Ripley has a stare down with anyone, I want to see that match. So uh, if you ask me, I would pick Raw right now just because it seems to be up and coming with, with what they're doing with their women. Okay. That is a good point, especially last night's main event. Like, that was like a long, like, pay-per-view caliber match, yeah. I thought. And I've been seeing a lot of longer women's matches on Raw. And SmackDown, yeah. to your point, the women's matches are usually cut very short. Really? They don't have less just, time. I don't know yeah. why they're just feeding all their baby faces to run. And I wanted to see a run between Ronda and Shayna. Don't get me wrong, but they're just feeding him. They're making them look stupid. Where that's not the case on Raw. Even that short backstage segment they did with Alexa and Bianca. That was great. It works so well. Like they're building yeah. multiple storylines. I think the Raw Women's Division is now getting the love that it should be getting. Like there's a lot of really good things happening there. Not on SmackDown so much. 
And I find NXT to be just fine. But I think right now, out of the three brands, Raw has the better women's division. Okay. Fair. Very compelling. Uh, let's talk about backstage. Cora Jade got attacked by Wendy Chu, still wearing the onesie. So if we thought the gimmick oh shift. So Slow hard. burn. Slow burn. Yes. Not yet. Really freaking slow. Um, so we had Toxic Attraction. The the new-ish Toxic Attraction. The Without two, their the, mama. They're, yeah. they're orphans now. Uh, versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance and Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Alfred, what did you think of this match? Uh, I actually really liked the finish in the finishing sequence. I thought this match got better as it got along. I thought it was kind of weird how Tatum Paxley pushed, I, I can't even remember who it was, somebody off the top. I think it was Casey. And then she just disappeared for the pinfall. I don't know where she went. But I thought it was a pretty cool match. I, I really liked some of the stuff they did. And they did a good job making it seem like Ivy Nile might have won because it seemed like that was going to be the finish where right. she was going to get that submission. Yeah. But then Casey and Caden won. They've quietly been having some good matches. Yeah, they, they're really establishing themselves. Like they're, they're getting themselves a run. I like this match a lot. Love the finish as well. I thought it was interesting. But yeah, in, in all, I, I, I do like damage control as of right now. But I mean, both of these teams are champions. So I guess that's a good thing. But in all of WWE, they feel like the most legitimate tag team uh, in the women's yeah. division. Definitely, by far, too, because, mm -hmm. you know, damage control is fine, but Casey and Caden have been kind of working out the kinks for a while now in terms yeah. of being an actual tag team, and they do seem like they're in sync. Right. Toxic attraction is there, too, though. Like, it, just because Mandy's not there, you can't forget how long they've been a team, you know, but as far as working together as a thing, I really have enjoyed Casey, I'm sorry, Katana and Caden's run yeah. right now. And I, and, I, and I just keep believing them. The more they keep defending, successfully defending the titles, the more I get behind them. Yeah. Calvin's saying triple that highly entertaining. I agree. Yeah. Really I think good. Sonia's coming through soon. I think uh, she's been talking about how she has been used much, and I think she might take Mandy's spot. Do, you, do they need that, though? Because, I mean, maybe. I, I, I would like to see it, actually. I think Sonia will make sense, but you need to build more tag teams. So I wouldn't mind toxic attraction just running on their own yeah it would be uh, a, a real hoot if sonia came in and was like you you gals need to class up your acts you know <laughs> and tries to do like uh you know uh yeah taming of the shrew with toxic attraction <laughs> uh let's see Oh, Daniel's asking why did I include Tribe Called Quest in my list? No, I was I was talking about Funk Dubious and Cypress Hill somewhat pejoratively. Like I wouldn't include Tribe Called Quest in that. But uh yeah. uh Judgment Night soundtrack though, still a banger. Oh, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen this. There's a YouTube channel that I discovered like yesterday called The Hood Internet. And they do yeah. these mashups. I posted yeah. a link to it. 40 years of hip hop. It's got tribe in it. It's got like like over a hundred hip hop artists with just individual parts of a bar and they make them rhyme. It's, it's really good. I tweeted the oh, link. I recommend checking that out. I follow a TikTok channel like that. I think it might be the same thing, but I think it's I know the what same you're talking thing. about. They just okay. like flipping things that they put on their channel. Yeah, yeah okay. but it's, yeah, it's just like a beautiful mashup. They did some ones by year also, like 1974 to 2004. Like we watched hours of this last night. So for the so record, good. I do know a tribe called Quest. So for what, whatever it's worth. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're talking about getting everyone pagers this year. 
you know, so we get, we get sky pagers, tribe called quest. Style. I know. I know. Oh my God. Yes. Um, Steve Marcucci, Buck 99, Tiffany Stratton, Chelsea green faction. Oh, Alfred's offended. Yeah, he is. We did something. <laughs> You'll be good. You know, who they should bring back is uh, Frankie Monet, Ty of Valkyrie with Tiffany Stratton. That would be. A good oh, one. I just interviewed her and I was fangirling so hard. Yeah, She's great. I know. Yeah, he did a great job with that. And I'm not offended by that. I just had my issue. <laughs> she was very snake, but she's very talented. But every time they gave her a shot in WWE, she'd unfortunately get hurt. But if the rumors are true and she comes back, I'd be here for her getting an opportunity because she's really good. Yeah, we'd love to see what she can do. We never really got to see what she could do because of the unfortunate injuries. Yeah. Roxanne Perez sat down with Booker T. Oh, this was so wholesome. Very too, too, too wholesome, wholesome for my yes. liking. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> too wholesome. Wow. Yeah. I thought this is fine. It's just like it's starting to feel like Roxanne is a walking infomercial for reality of wrestling. Because <laughs> like that's her character. It's Booker T's former student. And they just keep beating this into the ground. But it was nice. She had her moment again. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely a baby face. <laughs> Excuse me. Literally. And, and Booker T is, is so proud. I mean, I actually, I was very happy that I could understand Booker T throughout this. This is the first <laughs> time in the entire show <laughs> that he was making sense. You know what made me feel old is that they showed her as a child at a WWE event, and it was like recent footage. It's not like it's footage from the 90s when she was a kid. It was like Natalia still looked like Natalia. It was like recent. And I was like, how freaking old is this lady? I know. Crazy, man. We're getting older. Um, So we heard from Apollo Crews in the ring, and he had a little face-off with Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Apollo talking about NXT getting back on the road, and he's going to challenge for the title once again. February 4th. That'll be interesting. I I can't wait for Apollo versus Carmelo. I thought it was funny that Carmelo Hayes just came out like shirtless, like he he was getting changed, and they're like, you got to go right now. You got to go. Yeah. (laughs) I liked it, though. He felt like, yeah, he just had a match. That was my first initial thought was like this guy's all over the show like he was just here he just put on a banger now he's coming out to call out apollo i was happy to see apollo because they say braun wasn't there so i was like are they fishing again but apollo was there (laughs) (laughs) um i'm excited to see apollo uh curious to know how this feud will go because i feel like both of these guys kind of need a w here so let's see which direction they go with here yeah I think it might be well if it's fe- it's February then the Royal Rumble will have already happened so maybe Carmelo does go in the Royal Rumble and then he finishes his duty in NXT. I think there's going to be a handful of NXT people, women and men, that that yeah. come out of surprises just to test the water, see the crowd reaction, see how they perform. I'm looking. I, I have a couple of names in my in my mind that I think I would love to see come. Even if they don't stay, we've seen a couple of people being teased in the Rumble and kind of go back to NXT, but then they come up. I think there's a couple of people that, that should show up at the Rumble. I want this Rumble to be full of surprises. I want it to be crazy to make up for what we got last year. Yeah, me too. And that's why every time he was revealing these surprises, it's like, well, there goes one more guy you could have just brought back in the Rumble. <clears throat> right, right. <laughs> I mean, how do you think Bronson Reed would have been received 
That, that is true. Okay, I'll give you that. But these pay-per-view crowds are also very sharp. They do skew hardcore, and, and with as many people who are going to be there, I think you get a noticeable pop. Remember when Keith Lee showed up in the Royal Roman? It was in that big. I think they were in St. Louis. And no, they were in. Oh yeah, they were in St. Louis. Was it St. Louis? No, no, it no, might not have been. No, no, no. That was that was the year after. It was Phoenix, no? Phoenix, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Phoenix. And I, I mean, he got a great big pop, and that's a guy who had never even been on WWE television. Mm. True, true. NXT uh, was hotter at that time, though. Uh, so, New Day was in the locker room, pretty deadly, trying to get them uh, a bit of a scavenger hunt's worth of items. I thought Christmas my Christmas list. list was crazy, but doesn't compare to the New Day. Well, and they mentioned Tyler Breeze's selfie stick. I thought about you right away. They what do you did. think that means? What do you think that means, Glenn? I mean, are they gonna? It would be insulting if they just show a video of them picking up the selfie stick, and that's all we get. A Tyler Breeze. Yeah. He, I mean, Tyler Breeze should probably actually interfere and help pretty deadly get the titles back. Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze are boys, so now that he's there in Florida, maybe he pulls some strings and gets Tyler Breeze back out there. I mean, he's got he a wrestling up and up, up, down, down. Yeah, yeah flatbacks. So I don't know. I, I popped for uh, Stevie Ray's slapjack, which I completely forgot about. But yeah. that was a thing. And I do remember him having a slapjack. Um, it's crazy that they teased Saul Ruka was going to face Alba Fire. And like, we, uh, they even talked about it. everyone was talking about Saul Ruka's finisher, like going, yeah. like, they were hyping up Saul Ruka and then Isla Dawn attached Alba Fire and the match didn't happen. Ridiculous. It's such a troll job because I only look with all the respect to these women, they didn't have much of a story or anything. I was watching, like, hey, we're going to get that finisher again. Nope. Yeah, but yeah. I did like Isla here. I think she's really making an impression. I'm, I'm loving everything that she's doing. Her fit tonight was so on point. Yeah. It was, she's very pale. So at first I thought that that was like paint on the side. <laughs> your skin no. on that kind of skin. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to unsee it now. Almost like, remember when Bob Wagner used to wear the pants that had like the nude fabric and I thought it yeah. was mesh too? <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior had an outfit like that where it was like all nude and then with his yes. face paint and it looked like he was nude. <laughs> Uh, well, we had a backstage confrontation with uh, Idris Nofe Millie played and Nancy Jones running into Ava Rain and Schism. Yeah, they're keeping them on TV, they're, they're making them do something interesting every week. So we'll see. I'm glad they're just not going after Cameron Grimes anymore. What's up with Grimes? Okay. Nobody, no, no, doesn't matter. They did have a Cameron Grimes Easter egg on a Dexter Loomis painting that said to the moon, so maybe he's going to be another return. Okay. Alfred, Electra Lopez versus Indy Hartwell. What did you think of this? Electra Lopez winning with the brass knuckles again. Were they Tony D'Angelo's? Where did she get these? <laughs> yeah, she, they were not, this is not my favorite match of all time. Let's just put it that way. And uh, the announced team had to play dumb with these brass knucks. Who knows? Maybe she didn't get it from Tony D'Angelo, but a very creative finish. I like that she got it out of the turnbuckle and was able to to win the match, but just not the greatest. And I still don't quite understand what their beef is. I know they have these TikTok segments every week, but I have trouble following the narrative of this feud. Same. Same. And and I feel like Indy was going in a different direction, and then we had the whole, like, you know, Iron Survivor match holdout, and now we're back here. I feel lost, but I, I didn't watch last week, so I don't know. 
<laughs> I've been. It's funny because I've been watching these TikTok segments, and every time I'm like, "What? Well, what? So what's the problem? All it is is they'll just start screaming at each other and fighting, and we still don't really know why." <laughs> Yeah. I but I do like, like seeing Electra Lopez on TV. Yeah. So, but I didn't like the match. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what about Chase U's Christmas potluck? I thought this was great. <laughs> Me too. I like Duke Hudson. I think that guy's a really good. Uh, he's he's a good actor, and he's very good at being like a jerk, like very unlikable. And I thought he was very funny in the segment in that way. The girl wasn't on on drugs this week. She was a little more calmed down. She, okay, you say that, but see, I ever since you said that, I can't unsee it. And so I was, I was just watching her, um, Thea Hale, and her eyes are like bugging out the entire time she watched it. Like she wasn't screaming or anything, but she was just like. <laughs> I thought it was funny when she gave him a new sweater. I thought Duke Hudson yeah. stealing the gift from from the other student was great. I, I like this. I, I didn't mind it. I, I liked it too. Yeah, no, I thought this was a fun segment. One thing I will say, this is a nitpick, but I mean, just 24 hours ago, Chase got his ass jumped by the top stable in this company, the Bloodline, and he's just back, no neck brace or anything like that. He's just, he's back to being Andre Chase, happening in a I'm different universe. I'm pretty sure he probably didn't even know that was happening when they taped this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's probably continuity. Because mm -hmm. I expected at least he's going to have a neck brace. And he didn't wrestle, so I expected that maybe he was going to be in some kind of I thought like, he did ailment. wrestle on main event. No, I just mean uh, he didn't wrestle Oh, tonight, yeah, yeah, tonight, like too. tonight. So they yeah, could have just had him in a wheelchair or something. I have a feeling they call some of these people like very last minute. <laughs> like that's the way that yeah. I like to picture it. And they were like, oh, well, we kind of already taped this. It doesn't matter. You're getting beat up by the bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but this was a really fun segment. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, so we went from that to more of Fallon Henley, Keanu James, The Bar. Yeah. Uh, Drew Gulak teaching a student how to wrestle. Invited Hank Walker to his seminar next week, not to wrestle, just to attend. You think there's going to be a PowerPoint in this seminar? Oh, there better be. One thousand percent. Yeah, if, if you if you know if you have Drew and you're not doing PowerPoints, like you are wasting his talent. You know. <laughs> that's how. That's how he's getting to remember the, the PowerPoint guy. Hell of a PowerPoint. Hey man, a good PowerPoint. You know, I, I mean, I prefer Google, you know, slide deck, except for the font customization. So I like Keynote, not as much as PowerPoint, but Keynote. I wow. Like, I do like Keynote. Okay. Okay. Solid. Um, so let's talk about New Day versus Brooks and Dunn for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Issa, what'd you think of this match? Banger. Banger. I wasn't even invested. I was like, why? It should be pretty deadly. And then they just got started, and I had so much fun. And it, I love the New Day in NXT, and this is the reason why. Fresh matches, and it feels like everybody's inspiring. It's a win-win mm -hmm. situation for everybody. They're they're picking up steam. They were going stale in the main roster. Now they're, they're kind of relevant. Again, you're working with new talent, and you're helping this new talent as well. This is the most that I like Brooks and Jensen in a match. I thought this worked for everybody involved. It was a lot of fun. Great chemistry. I really wasn't expecting it to be that. It had no business being as good as it was. Yeah, a lot better than I was expecting. Uh, Alfred, what do you think? Completely the same. I, the thing that stood out to me is that the New Day is raising everybody's game, it just seems. Like, they yeah. want to be as good as possible. And also, New Day is a great tag team, so they know how to have oh, great yeah. matches with just about anybody. But I, I agree. This is easily Brooks and Dunn's best match 
And I thought this is great. I need people in NXT to start like joining forces just to form a tag team, just to try to take down the New Day, just to like, you know <laughs> what I mean? I think that would be fun. I really yeah. do. Like, why wouldn't you want to work with the New Day? Why wouldn't you want to find a partner and, and go into the tag team division? It's the hottest thing going right now. Yeah. How long do you think uh, they're going to stay? I could wow. see them dropping it back to Pretty Deadly at like maybe at the February show. Yeah. I could see that. A couple okay. months. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Kofi's got to be back by the Royal Rumble to make up for last year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Regardless. I forgot about that outfit. Why you got to bring it back up? Yeah, but that's going to be the story that they're really going to push, I think. I think he's – I. you know what's funny is that they keep talking about that, so the time's going to come where he's going to have to do the spot. Like, fingers crossed he gets it right because he screws it up two years in a row. That's his new gimmick. Next year, they're not even going to try to make sure. They're going to be like, next year, Kofi, you're screwing up next year. And you're the yeah. sc- you're the new Titus O'Neil. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's see. We'll see how that all goes. I believe in you, Kofi. Uh, we all believe in Kofi. Yeah. But we need to not talk about it. Like, we need to go into it like, in, like last year didn't happen. So he doesn't you're feel right. pressured. Yeah. That's the key. But he can show up at the Rumble and still be part of NXT. As a matter of fact, yeah. I wouldn't. The way that the New Day is, I wouldn't put it past them to wrestle that Saturday at the daytime NXT show, and maybe wrestle Sunday at WrestleMania. Yeah, I can see it happening. They're they're capable of that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I think um, I think they're going to continue to elevate NXT with their time there and uh, just put on these amazing matches. Yeah. I did too. That's and that's exactly the template. I, I think even Dolph Ziggler was a great example of that. That's how these main roster stars should be used. When you're not necessarily doing something with them, but they're still a pretty big name, and they would come off as a big deal in NXT, and they're great workers. Then you bring them down there. Yeah, Bobby Bobby Roode should have been down there this whole time. He's injured. He yeah, he's been injured. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I I heard he just came back though. Or he just he's like healthy now. I hope he's okay. I wouldn't mind seeing the glorious Bobby Roode version of himself back on NXT. Yeah. He got a bigger pop than Sigler when when he came back as Sigler, by guy like he was getting bigger pops. Yeah, huge pop. Yeah. See, man. I mean, I think uh, they're gonna keep doing this uh, revolving door of main roster talent coming down to NXT, and I think that it could work very it well works. if they yeah if they keep doing it right you know I mean, with apollo though the best romans yeah i was just gonna say apollo's giving us the best romans we ever seen in nxt television wow him and ron baby what if yeah. they both get fired together for leaked content that they put out? <laughs> i'll send it to your dms for your research <laughs> i gotta keep that same energy so you know yeah no double standards when it comes to the leak content, Alfred. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'll send it to Glenn as well. Oh, look at my notification. It's like, you have 27 notifications from East. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's talk about the main event segment. We did not have Braun facing Grayson Waller tonight. Instead, we had Grayson Waller calling him out. Braun coming into the ring. We had them uh, passed out, and you're seeing all the screenshot comparisons of the Goldberg Bret oh, Hart yeah. spot. Call back Bret Hart to, smiling. Yep. Yeah. Call back to one of the greatest television segments of all time. I actually, because that's what I did read about on the spoilers that they recreated this. So I just went back and watched. Still holds up. Here's the thing that I noticed a big difference is Bret Hart sold that spear for, he was on the ground for a good minute, maybe minute and a half, forever. 
before he started yeah. stirring it. It's just, just fantastic because Bret Hart's a great worker. And Grayson Waller, he did his thing. I thought he was great in the promo and stuff like that, but he almost immediately got up and was just like, no, that's not how Bret Hart did it. So, yeah, Correct. Grayson had a steel plate underneath for the spear. For those that don't Grayson, know. Grayson's going to beat Braun. I'm calling it. I think so. I agree. The Grayson I Waller so effect has hit me. I'm under the effect. <laughs> you've, okay. You're under the Grayson Waller effect. Yes, I'm under the Grayson Waller effect. I'm here for it. They've done such a good job with him. I remember when he beat Gargano, and I was like, why would they give it to that guy? And now, wow. according to Alfred's mathematics, he's not a good heel because I freaking love him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually really, really disliked him when he beat Gargano. I was like, why him? And now I'm just here for it. So he's doing a horrible job as a heel. I think wow. in NXT with that crowd, he, and even still so, he does get heat, but that time where he attacked uh, Johnny Gargano on his last appearance there, yeah. Tremendous heat. I think they're chanting piece of shit. That's yeah. the type of heel I want. Like that's the type of heel heat you need. Yeah. I think I think he will be a uh I, I like him. I like him to be the person to beat uh Braun. I can see it happening. Braun has had a few feels when I'm like, yeah, they're not beating him. Here, I'm invested. I feel like there is a chance. Yeah, and it's gonna make a great match. Mm-hmm. Calvin Alexander saying Aladong was the true heel in that segment. She saw saw Ruka from us. Yeah. And I saw her outfit and I forgot why I was mad at her. Ah, <laughs> you thirsty. <laughs> I feel like, and this is why it's shocking to me that they got rid of Mandy because it feels like NXT like is just a, a, a hair away from really leaning into it. Sometimes. Yeah, but, you know, maybe I'm biased here, but there is a standard of, of being a woman and be sexy, but you also can't be too sexy because that's thrown upon. And he's like, where do you want me? Like, where, where do you need us to be at? Like, decide, because it's weird. You know, so they I do get, want that. They do I, want that. But there is such thing as, oh, no, now you're being too sexy or you're a slut. Or you get slut changed just because you like to dress a certain way. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not fair, okay? I get those texts from Raj every other week telling me that I'm too sexy on this podcast. I got to tell him. Oh, 1,000%. I can't I handle agree, it man. sometimes. That's why I call off because I can't handle all of this sexiness together. Like twice <laughs> a week is too much. I've been meaning to talk to you about your sexiness. It is becoming an issue on this podcast. It needs to be held back. Yeah. Uh, into Sheer and the Creed. The Creed. Don't change the, don't change the subject. Like, how are you going to control your sexiness? This is an intervention, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> I prepared a statement. Your sexiness makes me feel very uncomfortable and very unloved. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I prepared a statement. It says you're too sexy for this podcast. Well, there you go. <laughs> we just uh, want the best for you, Glenn. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and tone it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have Creed and Indashir next week. Oh, man. These pre-tape shows are killing me, man. Another segment in a parking lot where nobody gets hurt. Are they building for something, or is the parking lot safe now? It's, it's getting soft. Yeah. It's getting soft. It's concerning. It's not the NXT it that is. I know. No, True. no, but you know what? Remember, that was the that was the full sale parking lot. Now we're in the performance center parking oh, lot. True. That is right. That is right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Ah, uh, so I think I think we're not going to do the podcast Friday night. Glenn, we don't know that yet, but we'll, we'll miss you dearly if that ends up happening. <laughs> yeah, Glenn, if we're not, 
like so so this is it this is how you're gonna react we tell you to tone down your sexiness and you're like yeah (laughs) christmas i had this whole thing planned where it's just gonna be me a santa hat a mistletoe and a candy cane and nothing else whoa is that gonna be on Uh, fan time well apparently i think we're gonna tone it down not to make it worse No, it's a pre-taped, it's pre-taped wrestling Friday. It's the holidays. I just want people to know because I don't want people to, and there's no podcast Monday. Okay, but if if Hit Row wins, I'm going live with Alfred and we're okay. gonna watch him drink this wolf urine. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. And you know some people are into that, Alfred. You could probably put that online. People pay good money to watch that. <laughs> Kelvin oh, and uh, super chatting, I need to turn down the smolder. I'm going to call Manuel's as an agent see how much money I can get for drinking that wolf kiss online. It depends on how you do your setup, you know? Yeah. Okay. It depends on, like, are you doing, like, a POV? Are you, like, drinking the wolf urine somewhere <laughs> P- you shouldn't P- be drinking? Uh, a POV? The wolf urine from, you know what I mean? Like, POV. Like, out, out in public and be like, I'm drinking this somewhere I shouldn't be. Like, there's a lot. I can, I, can, I can help you. I like that. I like that. We're on to a branding thing. It can't be. That's what we're going to call it. The POV. P-E-E-O-V. Yeah. <sighs> this podcast, man. Cannot this wait. This podcast. <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in tonight. If we don't see a Friday, have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever you may choose to celebrate this time of year. Hell yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Issa at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Africana was at This Is Nasty. I'm Eklund Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. P.O.V. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.